You're listening to the new Mutual Audio Network. Welcome home. The following audio drama is rated PG-13, suggesting that all children under the age of 13 should listen accompanied by an adult. Welcome to Season 13, Episode 551. I'm Jack Ward, along with the man on the run... David Alt. David Alt goes the No Sleep Podcast Live Tour of 2018. (laughs) (laughs) It's fantastic. (laughs) That's great. I'm sure you guys have been just inundated with people and interesting places to see and wonderful food and all sorts of great stories i hope you've taken lots of audio absolutely yes we have yes we've recorded every show and we've also been getting audio clips from along the road as well uh it's we're we're here in new york city it's it's just it's all fantastic we've probably driven over eight thousand miles now oh my lord which is (laughs) uh, probably actually more like nine thousand so um (laughs) i can hear the tiredness in your voice so we'll let you get on with the rest of the crew wish you all a bunch of compound fractures of the leg bones and (laughs) and the rest of your tour but in the meantime we've got episode one of the brand new series magus elgar as one of our first feature and the rest of Chow for the Koi to round out this week's show. And it all begins right here. Oh, Masonic Society. Within the multiverse sits a fantastic magical realm, a place we call Hearth. This is the world of Megas Elgar. Episode 1, The Mirror Cauldron. Magic is everywhere throughout the world of Hearth. Though each spell comes with a price, without totems to channel their power, one could easily find themselves covered head to toe in symbols from dimensions unknown, sputtering about a beast with a million eyes. But thankfully our tale does not follow a descent into such madness. It begins with the death of a sorcerer, who was nice enough to do that for us already. Now this... Get down, sir! Oh, Oh, goodness, accursed eyes, get off me! You'll have plenty of time to explain this later. Get out of here! You you don't have to tell me twice. Later, then. Hold your hands high! Remember, magic is about confidence! Declare your will and show that dragon you mean business! I declare that this is a terrible idea. That's the spirit, Acolyte. Inkadale can't maintain this dragon form for long. Just remember the root of all magic. No, 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 no. 
derived from being offensive. You have to insult the laws of nature in the ancient tongue of fright. I have to what? Insult the dragon. Honestly, I'm talking to myself here. Magus Elgar, a little help. Patience, Udo. I have to examine these scrolls before they get burned. It's not every day a sorcerer actually writes something down. Everything about this is awful! Well, you wanted the sorcerer to stop being so mouthy! Uh, I swear, always changing your mind like a two-headed serpent at a buffet! Element, this is the kind of monkey paw thing you should expect with comments like that. The dragon is breathing lightning that is on fire. How is that possible? Oh, you would be casting fire lightning too if you were actually motivated. Please, Megas Elgar, I don't want to die. Are you done with those scrolls yet? The what? Oh, the scrolls, they were nowhere. A manifest of manifestos. Still a waste of time. I was just admiring this silvery cauldron. Really brings the light into the room. Don't you think, Udo? Back! Back! Claws in my back! <sighs> Fine. Kids today can't appreciate a good dragon fight. In a moment, I need to think of a snappy line to go with his death. It's only respectful. Oh, oh got it! Oh, dragon! You know, I have to say I'm rather impressed. You probably had to eat a lot of plop cakes to maintain that mass of a dragon. Though, you know what they say about junk food. It goes right through you. Kill thy chicks! in my mouth. Ugh, couldn't you have, I don't know, changed him back or something? Instead of turning half his blood into oil? That sorcerer's dragon spill was going nowhere. Besides, all I did was accelerate the process by a few millennia. I thought you told me the point of magic was benevolence and higher understanding, not violence and murder. Magic is a lot like comedy, Udo. It cannot function without a modicum of misery. <laughs> Why else would they call it sorcery? If nothing was injured in magic, it'd be called uh, benignery or, or something equally foolish. Now, take a look at this. What a strange cauldron. Ah, oh, this dude is rancid. Oh, oh. It's like a cow's stomach was turned inside out. Yes, yes, very smelly. I'm not talking about the dragon. Look, the cauldron. It appears to be made of solid silver blood. But silver blood is always a liquid metal. Hmm. Sorcerer Inca Dale must have been in the middle of casting something quite serious. Well, it's a good thing we stopped him. There's no telling what kind of disaster he could have spawned if he'd gotten the chance. I want to set my clothes on fire. Never eat again. Oh, what kind of insanity did I sign up for? Yes, insanity. And one knows that insanity is the most dangerous kind of sanity. Nestled between the obscenity and outsanity. Just think about it, Udo. What kind of horrible, unbelievable, spine-tingling magic could have spawned from this mercurial super-butter mystery? <laughs> Let's cast it! What?! After all that about danger? That just made me want to cast it even more. No, there's nothing to it but to test it. Pack up the cauldron, Udo. Put it in a doggy bag or something. 
It's half my size and twice my weight. A mastiff bag, then. I can't walk you through everything, even if I am your mentor. I'll never get these soot marks out of my robe. Ah. Udo Malaki's tolerance of the greatly respected Magus Elgar is sadly not by choice. The young spellcaster is part of the once-feared Malaki sorcerer family, yet Udo is the first magically inclined Malaki for generations. Instead of taking the path of the feared sorcerer, he has chosen to follow the studies of the Magi, a respected balance between research and magical talent. Though with the reputations of a historically malevolent sorcerer clan, Udo makes an undesirable student amongst the Magi. Now, our bewildered student prepares to address the issue of recreating the sorcerer's spell before his teacher has yet another destructive incident. But that's easier to do without all that fire. Oh, much easier, thank you. I could use a little privacy. It's a stairwell. All the same. Very well, I know when I'm not needed. <sighs> all right, let's try this again, Kake. Megas? I must protest about your current study. There are just some magics mankind wasn't meant to tamper with that I have to... No, I must request you stop before you damn all of us to the unblinking. I know I'm just your apprentice, but I feel it's my duty to make a conscientious objection. No, I don't think I'm being hypocritical. Just because I turned you into a replica doesn't make my point any less valid. If you think I'm bad, what kind of accidents do you think a full-fledged Magus would make? Oh, that was loud. Nope. No, I want nothing to do with this. Listen, I want to figure out magic as much as you do, but I also like keeping my inside parts where they belong. Inside. No, I haven't figured out how to switch you back yet. If I had, this conversation would be a lot less one-sided. I know. It's my responsibility. Try to be patient, Kike. Once I finish Magus Algar's training, I'll be able to change you back for sure. Have him do it? Do you remember what happened to the last person who got transformed? He tried experimenting on it. He made that strange dragon rabbit instead of finding a cure. Ugh. How could something so cuddly and something so terrifying mix together to be, well, both? Well, yeah, there is you. If you were anyone else, you'd be a smear on the bottom of my shoe. No, I'm not gonna kill you. Stop asking that. I don't even think I can. You're as indestructible as you are... Uh, charming? Question mark? Elgar <sighs> must be experimenting in the kitchen again. Maybe this is a bad time. Fine. 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 <sighs> I should have just stayed in Mossdale. Megus? Oh! Dear Minister, you are much too early. The earwig isn't quite producing the secretions I need for your balance potion. But fear not! You'll be dancing by the end of the week. Megus, it's just I admit, me. it's challenging when you're born with two left feet. You might think a good jig is impossible, but it all boils down to telling your brain there's only one left foot to dance with. Megus. Shush, 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 not now, Minister! I'll be down in a jiffy! Now, all we need to do Megas, is add those a little two compounds are highly volatile. Ha ha ha! Brilliant! Here we are, Minister. Your balance potion. Only cost us a table. And a few utensils. 
I've been trying to tell you, it's me, Udo. Why do you insist on casting in the kitchen? You have three floors dedicated to magic. Ah, oh, well, dear Udo, that's what the magic would expect. A good magist knows when he has to be unpredictable. Or you forgot this was the kitchen. Again. Ha! Got it in one, Udo. Way to keep on your toes. Oh, terribly sorry. I got scrambled. The dragon bone plate in my skull probably needs its focus enchantment aligned. That's not the only thing that's misaligned. Quite right, my apprentice. The atoning crystal needs a bit more calibration, too. <sighs> ah! Magus, I came here to talk to you about something important. Ha! Brilliant! You were expecting this? Oh, I was expecting the pitch to go well, but you talking is nothing special, my dear student. We all talk. It's what makes us good magi. Uh, when you say pitch, uh, oh, oh, the tuning fork. No, please, just sit still for a moment and let me say my piece. All right. Uh, well? I wasn't expecting it to be this easy. It isn't. You haven't said a thing. I'm getting to that. Uh, you, me, dragons, um, study magic? I know you don't approve of my haphazard research methods, but it comes with the territory. If we never took risks, we'd never make progress. You understood that? Of course. Magi are supposed to understand the gaps in the universe. That, and you left your prompting parchment on the floor. <clears throat> Writing makes things clearer. Oh, I never found a reason to write myself. It's all up here. I didn't know you had such a good memory. No, my dear boy, dragon bone plate. It's the perfect way to attune my magic without all that mental interference. Oh, do you smell grapes? <laughs> anyway, would it assuage you if I included you in this research? <clears throat> assuage. Sorcerer Inkadale was working on something huge. Ah, uh, it doesn't matter to you if it's uh, a tiny bit forbidden, does it? It's forbidden? <laughs> Why else would the Ministry politely request we go put a stop to it? That was less polite and more uncontrollable sobbing. I always get those two mixed up. Regardless, Inkadale was determined to cast his spell no matter the cost. But the magic mutated him into that horrible dragon. <laughs> yes, it seemed like quite the backfire. Left him a little more than a sack of blood and guts. You did that. But remember the cardinal rule of magic, Udo. Always know what your spell does. No! A backfiring spell provides a backlash equal to the potency of the spell being cast. Yeah, well, what does that mean? It means whatever he was casting was really powerful. So it's our job, nay, our duty to figure out how to cast it. Let me get this straight. You've been researching how to cast a spell that accidentally mutated a sorcerer into a power-mad dragon, and you don't even know what he was casting? <laughs> exactly! That's how the best spells are discovered. Throw it at the wall and read the tea leaves. Or scorch marks. It depends on the spell's potency, really. Megas, that's exactly how the rabbit dragon happened. He was just adorable, wasn't he? <laughs> uh, wasn't he? Oh, come on now, Udo. You can't deny that you're curious. I see the way your temple is throbbing. Pulsing with excitement at the promise of adventure and discovery. Mm. 
The secrets of the universe are in the palm of my hand. Magus Horvitz, third son, 12501. A wise Magus who also pined for the impossible. All right, I'm curious. Curse it all. Excellent! <laughs> Another lesson you need to learn, Udo. Magi have a thirst for knowledge, whether they like it or not. It's why the non-magical council of nine that moan about forbidden texts are so crotchety. Jealousy! They're crotchety because your student mortality rate is so high. Pardon? Nothing. Well, follow me upstairs. Aw, Kakei. Oh, dear. I'm sorry, Kakei. I didn't realize you were down there. Easy now. Here we are. Your familiar uh, uh, thing. Now, uh, how has the little Rapika been? Uh, did you solve that uh, secretion problem? Making progress. He only does it when he's stressed or annoyed. Or upset. Seems he's all three at the moment, isn't he? Yeah. Well, come along, Udo, and bring Kakei with you. It's too shrapnel-y in here for the poor thing. Someone ought to fix that table. Uh, this way. The mirror cauldron is upstairs. The what? Magus, couldn't we just give this to another wizard to study? Udo, need I remind you the difference between us magi and those wizards? Uh, sorcerers cast without study, wizards study but can't cast without components, and magi try to balance between the two. Close. Sorcerers use their own ether instead of channeling through totems, making them crazy. Wizards hoard knowledge, so they're social shut-ins and magi research and have the talent to cast without components. Do you honestly think a wizard would do anything more than try to destroy it or hide it in some library? I was kind of counting on that. Sorcerer magic usually ends in explosions or something similar. They'd be great at parties if it weren't for all that sacrificing and inane cackling that tends to follow. Do you at least have any idea what this does? The mirror cauldron? From what I gather, sorcerer Inca Dale, may the spirits rest his bloody paste, was trying to cast a transmutation spell with it. That resulted in the horribly unstable dragon he turned into. You think it was being a sorcerer that made him unstable? But I believe this cauldron is a means to cast a spell based on a practitioner's intelligence instead of one's spirit. What's the point of that? The texts always say that spirit is the motivator and knowledge is the awareness behind it. It can't be the other way around, right? Why not? Doesn't fire occasionally cool the body? Can't water set kindling ablaze? No, that's why fire burns things and water douses them. Ha <laughs> ha, semantics. When has fire burned anything worth keeping? My sister died in a fire. So, my theory is, why not try a conjuration instead and see what comes out? My best guess? The unblinking. It's always going to be the unblinking, no matter what you do. <laughs> and this is why you shouldn't guess, Udo. You've got a terrible habit of choosing the worst-case scenario. But, good point. We must take every precaution possible here. What's this? A fire counter potion? No. Mead. How long have you been drinking? <laughs> Not important. If you're going to metaphorically splash magic on the wall, you need to absolve all responsibility. If anyone asks, uh, the mead can tell us. What? No. 
<laughs> right. Here we go then. Excuse me a moment. What is it? Oh, got it. The clip on this thing is fiddly. Oh, good. I was worried you were going to miss something. Are you sure about this? Of course not. That's why it's magic. Lutokos. Fortunate. Portos. With the bloom of arcane power, the cauldrons swallowed them both, drawing them into a portal of silvery confusion before a backlash ripped through the research laboratory. And if they come to, they will no longer be in the world they called home. Unlike myself, because I was smart enough to bring a harness. <laughs> ah. It appears I'm stuck. Hello? Anyone? Anyone? Oh, it is... Uh, I suppose I'll wait for something to happen then. Oh, ouch. Oh, everything hurts. Oh, good. You're awake. Oh, what happened? You seem to be in another realm. Possibly inside an Eldridge temple. This isn't the unblinking, is it? Well, I don't see any eyes, so optimistic outlook, uh, uh, optimistic, uh, uh, sorry. Are you all right, Kakei? Once you've dusted yourself off, you can help me. Uh, there appears to be something stuck in my arm. Can you give me a moment? Kakei's tail is pinched, too. Ah, there we go. So, what? Uh, oh, oh, you have something stuck in your arm. Indeed. It looks like a halberd. But I can't fathom why it would be so tiny. Pulling it out might help. Here. Ouch! Ah, there we go. It seems to be a writing quill, but its tip has been replaced with a stabbing implement. I shall call it a slicing pen. What barbarian would design this? What was that? It came from above us. What should we do? As a magish Udo, my curiosity compels me to investigate. Although my self-preservation is a stronger argument. Hide! What world has Magus Elgar and his assistants stumbled upon? Will they learn the secrets of the Mirror Cauldron? If you ask this casual observer, they're dead, and obviously in a hellish dimension for their hubris. But don't take my word for it. Find out next time. It's not like I'm going anywhere. In Magus Elgar by Kennedy Phillips, Ricardo Cabral played the narrator. Udo Malaki, Chris Moore. Sorcerer in Kadale, Kellen Goff. Magus Elgar, William Violinus. And Kike was played by Kennedy Phillips. The theme music was created by Hamed Hokamzadeh. Incidental music by Andrew Maz and APM Music. Vocal performance was directed by Andrew Cornell. For a full list of credits, please visit MagusElgar.com. Magus Elgar is a Melody Gun production mucked about for the entertainment of listeners like you. Did you enjoy what you heard? 
Hi, my name is Kennedy Phillips, creator of Magus Elgar. This has been a labor of love for a long time coming, and I cannot wait to show you more this March. The final show will be 11 episodes long, about five and a half hours in length. We expect the price to be around $15 for the entirety of season one. That's about $1.50 an episode. It'll be available on iTunes, Bandcamp, and anywhere else that will keep us independent and ad-free. Until then, we have a lot prepared for you to enjoy in the coming month. There's going to be primer trailers that will talk about how magic works. We have artists hard at work at showing off things on our Instagram and other pages, and I'll keep giving you glimpses about the show on SoundCloud. If you enjoy Megas Elgar, tell your friends, show them this episode. It's free after all. Let them know what kind of caster you are. I truly hope to see you back for the official release of Megas Elgar Season 1, March 2018. Until then, this is Kennedy Phillips signing off. Child for the Koi, Episode 7, Stepping Out. Where is she? Who? Fee! Where is she? She was playing just then. She went down to the water. Fee! 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 Do I? Has Daddy been shouting? Sorry, babe. I... I must have been dreaming. Daddy was dreaming. Just a dream. I'm just breathing! Yes! I'm standing in the sitting room! That's me putting these toys away! This is me making a cup of tea!
That's essential ancestry, you moron! Say, and he told you. Say what? How is me blowing me bloody nose? Except it's not bloody. You want to listen to every single move I make? What is your problem? the Waterford surgery. We are now closed. Our opening hours are 9am to 5.30pm Monday to Friday and 9am to 12.30pm on Saturdays. Repeat prescriptions can be ordered via our website which is www.waterfordsurgery.co.uk If you would like to leave a message Please leave your name and number after the beep. However, please be aware that we may take up to three working days to respond. In case of emergencies, please make use of the accident and emergency walk-in service at St. Jude's or call 999. Hello? Can you pick up, please? Hello? I need your help. I need to talk to someone. Urgently. I need to speak to a doctor. Or a nurse. Is there anyone there? I keep hearing things. I think I'm hearing things. I don't know. I don't know. Well, that's what they say. That's what they think. I don't know. I need to talk to someone. Is anyone there? God's sake. Can someone call me back, please? Please. It's Mr. Stringer. Jay Stringer here. 17, Sharon Class. Please call me back. My number is 07956 472. Your call has been forwarded to an automated voice messaging system. For Christ's sake! For Christ's sake! For Christ's sake! Hello, bro. I came straight from work. Let's go out. It's freezing out there. 
Just a quick walk, Terry. All right. Yeah. Look over your luck. What? Oh, nothing. Let's just go outside. Sorry, mate. I just can't even have a conversation in my own house anymore. Everything I say, every sound I'll make. There's a running commentary from the bloody neighbours. Yeah? You see his car there? Yeah. He used to go out. To the garden centre. To his daughters. Now he never does. Always in. He's always there. What's he listening to you for? All that stuff in court. All those stinking lies she tell. Remember? Yeah? Remember she said I'd, I'd shown her child porn? She said I'd, I'd shaken feet until she cried. All just to try and get me out of the way and make sure feet had, had no dad. Mm-hmm. Well, one night, after she left, we were talking on the doorstep, me and Don. I can't remember why. And he was kind. He is kind. Well, he was always kind since I've known him. He asked me in. We had a beer together. And I was telling him all about what had happened between me and Jackie. I told him what she'd said in court. How outrageous he was. How she was trying to keep me out. Stop me from seeing Fee. What did he say? Nothing. He's always been one of those people who watches and ends up putting things together. I'm thinking he's thinking what she said was true. He's put it all together in his head. He thinks I'm hurting her. Doing stuff to her, you know? He might not be listening at all. I've sat there for hours. Hours. It's clear as day. Heard every bit of the conversation between them. Does the daughter live there too? No, but she stays over. Have you been speaking to him? To the neighbour? Yeah. Me? Yeah. What the hell? Why would I speak to him? I don't know. I just can't get my head around the whole thing. What are you talking about? Sorry. Sorry. Well then. All right, look after yourself, brother, won't you? Yeah.
message. Mate, look, I'm so sorry about Bev. It's really happened. I've had the police on the phone wanting to talk to me. I can't believe it. Call me. Please. Fuck off! Mr Stringer, I'm Roger Grayford from Wandsworth Council Social Services. Do you mind if we have a quick word? Child for the Coin, Episode 8, Child Time. Mr Stringer, I'm Roger Grayford from Wandsworth Council Social Services. Do you mind if we have a quick word? What's it about? If you let me in, I can explain. What's it about? It's about you and your daughter Fiona. Yes? What? Could I come in for a minute? Yes. Well? We understand that you recently sent a letter to your neighbours, Donald Swatham. Yes? Your letter's been referred to social services by the police. I have called you three times, but I could not get through. Mr Swatham took the letter you sent to him to Wandsworth Police Station. He has also been hearing a lot of screaming and shouting from your house, often in the middle of the night. He was concerned that you might be having some sort of nervous breakdown. The police have shown me the letter and it does seem a little strange. It is nine pages long. Do you want to tell me what's been happening? Yes, I do, actually. I've been sitting in my own sitting room, listening to him and his daughter arguing about me, sometimes for hours at a time. I've heard every single word. I'm not the sort of person to make up stories or hear voices in my head. 
The police have spoken to Mr. Swatham and it says that he hasn't been talking about you and that in fact his daughter hasn't visited him in almost two weeks. What do you think they are saying about you? Your letter keeps making reference to Fiona, your daughter. Yes. You said that you have nothing to worry about. I love my daughter and I would never do anything to harm her. Then you go on. Sometimes I have a bath with Fee, much like any normal family. Sometimes I walk around the house naked or get into Fiona's bed because she wants a cuddle. That doesn't mean that I am a paedophile. Yes. Why did you feel the need to say these things to Mr. Swatham? Look, if you've been listening to what they've been saying for the past God knows how many weeks, you... He's obviously got some ideas worked up in his head about me from somewhere. So, I wanted to set the record straight. What else has he been saying? Has anything like this happened before? I mean, have you suffered from depression or received treatment for mental illness before, Mr. Stringer? No. No. Is that what you think this is? You think I'm imagining the whole bloody thing? I heard every single word. These walls are paper thin. Well, the police would like to speak to you just to, to, to resolve matters. To make sure everything is okay. They can come round any time they like. I'll, I'll pass that on to them, thank you. There is another thing, Mr Stringer. The law requires that your ex-partner, Jackie, should be informed about your letter because there are issues of child protection. So with that in mind, I visited Jackie this morning to put her in the picture. Yeah? In this type of situation, our primary concern is the welfare of any children involved. Do you understand? What type of situation? Well, your neighbours have reported repeated disturbances. They are concerned about you and only want the best for you. But due to the content of your letter, all put together, I sought to reassure your former partner the social services getting involved was just a precautionary measure. For what? Unfortunately, Jackie has overreacted. What? What's she said? She has said that she will not allow you to see Fiona. We hope her attitude will change when everything is settled down with you. What? She's got no right! I've done nothing! You ask Fee! You ask her! Ask her! I'm having Fee for Christmas this year! It'll be the first time! Please stay calm, Mr. Stringer. He's a fucker in there, isn't it? He's been the cause of all this. I hope you're listening to this. Please. I don't think that he's going to help the situation. We have to reassure Jackie that we don't feel there is any risk to Fiona in spending time with you at present. I will do my best to speak with her again. Let's hope that she sees sense. I'm going to be there at the school on Friday week. Same as usual. And if she's uh, trying to stop me picking Fee up, or she's somehow snuck in and grabbed her before I can get there, then people are going to know about it! Okay, I'm going to be off now. Please don't be overly concerned about the situation. I've written down my number here. And you can call me if 
if you have any concerns. Concerns? You tell Jackie what I said! As I said, please try to stay calm. You tell her what I said. Okay, Mr. Stringer, I'll be in touch. You could have been there. Are you The best mate's wife, man. Come on, man. Well, you didn't ask Is it me? Me? Tiny little rose. Nothing. Is it me? What is it with you? Me? Take the biscuit. Come on. Me? The best mate. The best mate's wife. Those bastards. One more time. How could I? Who knows what I'm gonna do? Who knows? You signed off from your fellow man. No. No. Jesus. An emergency. Which service? Please. Please. No, no. Ambulance. Yeah. Ambulance. Ambulance service. How may I help? Listen. Listen. Can I just take your name, please? Listen to what, sir? Listen. Everything all right? That sound. The talking. I am in a call centre. Are you very seriously ill or is your life in danger? Not mine. Is there someone else with you who is seriously ill or at risk of dying? No. This service is intended for those who really need it. What the fuck, Jay? Yeah. Yeah.
I can hear every bloody word you're saying! Do you realise? You fixed your fuses! I don't know how many times! Because your wires are all pre-war! Now you sit there! You and your daughter rain on me! All the time I helped your old lady up the stairs! I took you down to the hospital every night for visiting! Even on the day she died, I even sang the flipping fucking hymns to her when she couldn't remember the words. And this, this is what I get in return. She'll be turning her grave if she could hear you now. You cunt! I'll kill you! I will! Thank you. Yes, and a very Merry Christmas Day to you too, Yoshi. <laughs> yes, yes, and to you too, boys. Yes. <laughs> You'll have your turn, Jimity. Don't you worry your pretty little whiskers about that. <laughs> I'll kill him. A headlock. Get him down and drag him. Just need to get the left wrist under the chin. Then it's all over. Drag him. Lump by lump, if needs be. He'll stagger. He'll fall. He'll stay down. He'll take some heaving. Sliding double doors. Oh, I'll wait together. These cannibal bumps smash one side. Oh, we hit the aluminium version. I'll take the glass and the whole pinnaling frame out. The cold night air. The hard falling to the outside. Hell took the security lights. Then know someone's there. It's standing Probably a yard or two further down the road. coming time. We won't be running anymore. We'll be streaming by then. And then finally, into the drink. Chef for the guy! Chef for the guy! Chef for the guy!
Hej. by Brendan McCoy. Owen and Reed Cathcart were played by Gareth David Lloyd. Don was played by Peter Denim. Tina and Jackie were played by Melissa Franklin. Fee was played by Rayleigh Green. Terry and Roger Grateful were played by Crispian Belfitch. Carl was played by Chris McCarthy. Charming was played by Shara Smith, the GP receptionist, and ambulance operator were played by Ferry Tiscan, and Jay's dad was played by Paul Blackburn. Child for the Goy was a present planet production, written and directed by Nick Cox. Thanks so much for listening this evening. Join us next week as we dip into public domain universe with their adaptations for some classic tales. Until then, I'm Jack Ward for a tired David Alt. Take care of each other and good night. Night. Sonic Society is written and produced weekly by Jack J. Ward and David Alt, with original music by Sharon B. at SharonB.com. All features, interviews, and audio drama shorts are owned completely by their originators and provided to the Sonic Society by Creative Commons Licensing. The Society itself originates from Halifax, Nova Scotia, Canada. Thanks for listening. This has been an Electric Vicuna production. This is Jack Ward, and on behalf of everyone here at the Mutual Audio Network, we wish you, your family, and all your friends safe harbor during these difficult times.